Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater. And today I'm going to be giving you guys like a little bit of a life update. I want to talk about some kind of changes and transitions that are going on in my life, as well as give you guys a reverse diet update, kind of where I'm at with that post show, because that's not something that I have talked about a lot on the podcast. I have talked with my clients about it, but I really just kind of want to update you guys, fill you guys in because you never know who this can help out, who this can kind of inspire. So let's dive in. I am... How many weeks post-show am I now? It's been seven weeks since Toronto. So seven weeks post-show. So I've been reverse dieting for seven weeks. It's been nine weeks since Calgary, which is crazy. Maybe 10. I can't remember exactly. And so it's funny because... (laughs) When you are in prep, you are so laser focused. Okay. So I'm going to kind of start at the beginning of my reverse. You're so laser focused. Everything is so regimented. And like, I'm a very structured person normally, but on prep, everything is like even more intense, right? Like, you have to be so like realistically selfish with your time. And so after the show is done, right? You, you totally shift gears. And that's where for a lot of people, kind of that like post-show blues can kick in because it's like, well, what do I do now? And if you can't kind of get a hold of that and you don't have the support, that's when you can really, really downward spiral because not only are you not really having that thing that you're working towards, but now you have no reason to not eat everything in sight, right? So like that first week after my show was the first couple of days was definitely definitely the most challenging because I was I was very afraid of what could happen. Now I tried my absolute best to set myself up for success when it came to my mindset post show and I definitely did a good job because even 7 weeks later like I'm still very much on point. But there was a, an overwhelmingly surprising amount of fear after Toronto. Just because I did have a previous eating disorder, I did used to binge eat. And obviously, I haven't competed for six years. So I haven't gone through like the post-show phase for six years. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to respond to this, right? I I went through prep. My prep was amazing. But now I'm like, okay, so now this next phase is new again. And there was a lot of fear for the first 48 hours around food. I remember sitting in my house and being like, I might eat everything or I might eat nothing. And I had this like huge tug of war in my head of like, what's going to happen? And like nothing happened. I literally just followed my meal plan perfectly. But there was this really stressful time in my brain during that first 48 hours. And then I just got right back into the flow of things. So I'm definitely going to talk about the physiological aspect when it comes to like my food and my diet and reversing. But a big thing that I think is overlooked. Now, you can apply this to a prep. You can also apply this to any type of weight loss program or any type of 
weight loss in general that someone goes through. And especially for women, we often are so used to losing weight. When I say that, what I mean is wanting to lose weight and trying to lose weight. And of course, doing that and crash dieting, like it wrecks your metabolism. It does. I have a full episode on that called How to Eat for Weight Loss Without Ruining Your Metabolism. But essentially, we like if you think about it, if you if you are the typical woman, unfortunately, in today's society, I bet you most of your adult life you have spent wanting to lose weight. Whether you've actually done it or tried it, I don't know, but you've probably usually wanted to lose weight for most of the periods of your life. Now, when you are at competition level body fat percentage, which is very, very low, of course, you're at the lowest level of body fat you're ever going to get to as a woman, right? Like you can't get much lower than like a single digit body fat percentage. So you know, coming out of that prep that you are going to be gaining weight. You know that. And I don't think it's the fear of gaining the weight back because I actually surprisingly got to a point where I was like, I need to put weight back on. Like, And I never thought I would get to a point where I'm like, I'm too lean. I was actually really feeling too lean that last week there. Well, the last couple of weeks really. And, but the mindset shift is really what I'm trying to convey is like going from always trying to lose weight, especially when you're training for a show and you never feel like you're lean enough or you never feel like you're quite good enough to win even when you feel confident going into it, there's still always like that, well, I'm going to be compared to these people. And so just that immediate switch in gears from I need to get leaner, I need to be stage lean, I need to be shredded, I need to be hard, I can't be holding water to, okay, I'm, I'm okay with gaining some weight back. Is just, it's just a weird mindfuck. And what we, were, what we were talking about in our client group for the last month, really this overarching theme has been your brain isn't designed to keep you happy. Your brain is designed to keep you safe. And what keeps you safe is what you're used to doing. And if you are used to wanting to lose weight all the time, when you switch gears, it's going to feel weird to you. And that's usually when self-sabotage kicks in. And the crazy thing was that I was and still am in a state where I am very happy with my body. Are there things that I would change? Yeah. I would be completely lying if I said there wasn't. But for the most part, in terms of my level of leanness, I'm very happy with where it is. But I felt this pull to sabotage myself. I did. I'm being completely honest. Even though I was following my reverse diet, I didn't want to. And that alone was terrifying because for the last several years, I felt this really strong drive to always like stay on point with things. I felt this really strong drive during my entire prep to be perfect, to be laser focused, to do everything right. And then after like going into my reverse, I felt this drive to sabotage it. I literally was like, I don't want to do this. I'm so happy with how things are going, but I want to ruin it. And that sounds so freaking crazy, you guys, especially coming from me. But the thing is, and the thing that is the most important concept to pull out of this is that I had and have the awareness to recognize that and to not act on it, okay? Because rewind five years ago, and I probably was going through a similar thing, but I didn't even know it. I didn't have that awareness to recognize like, hey, this feeling that I'm feeling doesn't actually require an action. This feeling that I'm feeling doesn't actually require a follow-through, okay? And there were quite a few times during, I would say about after about three weeks post-show to about five weeks post-show, where I sat for a very long time 
with a very uncomfortable feeling like of wanting to binge eat. I just sat there and I was like, I want to eat so much food right now. And I was like, that's okay. Like, I don't have to do it. I don't have to follow through with what I want to do right now. I just need to sit and, and be, just exist in it. And it's, it sucked. It was a very uncomfortable feeling. Like even talking about it right now, I have like this weird, like goosebumpy feeling that isn't necessarily good or bad. It's just like this strange feeling because so often we just react. We just respond. And it's not our fault because most people, again, we're very overwhelmed in our life. We have all this stuff on the go. We just, we don't even have the ability to do that. And there's been times in my life where I didn't have the ability to do that. But I think developing that ability is so, so important because the feelings that I was feeling when I felt that urge to, to binge or to eat a lot of food, if you, I don't know if I would even call it an urge to binge, but that feeling where it was like, I just want to eat everything for no reason. Like I wasn't even hungry. I just wanted to sabotage myself, which is fucked, you guys. It's fucked. But that feeling was very much the same feeling that I used to have four or five years ago when I would binge. So if you are someone who has those urges, who has those cravings, like please know like you do not have to be a victim to those feelings. There is a better way, but it does require a lot of awareness, a lot of honesty, probably a lot of screw-ups, probably a lot of slip-ups. But there is hope to overcome that and gain that control back because I have done it and I have seen clients do it. But again, this for myself and for my clients and for everyone listening is really just that, again, proof and awareness that your healing journey is not linear, right? You could say you're healed from this thing, but five years from now, there, there might be bumps in the road, but you need those tools and those strategies in place to be able to combat it. And you need, you absolutely need the self-belief and not just the self-belief, but the evidence, okay? Because my subconscious mind is so used to being on the whole, because you guys know my whole journey. And if you don't, you can listen from the beginning of the podcast. Like my subconscious mind is so used to the Christina that hates her body, is so used to the Christina that is not confident in her body, that wants to change her body, that wants to lose weight, that wants to look a certain way. When I get to and got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm happy with how my body is right now. Like I'm happy with this. My mind goes, hey, this is not safe. This is not what we're used to. Let's sabotage this. Let's wreck this and take us back to a place where we're not comfortable because that's what we're used to, a place where we're not happy. Now, how crazy is that? That the reason, the reason that you want to get in shape, the reason that you want to feel better about yourself and build confidence and build this body that you love is to feel happy. But then when you get to that point, your brain goes, oh my God, you're happy. This is not normal. Let's sabotage it and get you back to that place where you just are unhappy, but want to be happy because that's what you're used to, right? So having that awareness is critical. It's everything. And the better you can understand yourself, the better you can make decisions that are going to support the goals that you're working towards and the person that you're working towards becoming. So again, during my prep this year, like I had a lot of realizations about myself and I had a lot of breakthrough moments. And I'm so, so very grateful for those because they've not only helped me understand myself better, but they've helped me be a better coach and a better person for my clients and, and the people in my life. So you guys who, who know me or who follow me, like you know that I am, I'm pretty confident in, in who I am, arguably even a bit cocky. But 
if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, like, could I prep and go on a vacation to California? I probably have been like, probably not. But I did that this year and I nailed it. Fucking nailed it. So like that gave me so much self-belief. And the fact that I went through this prep and transformed as much as I did, again, it instilled this like crazy hope within myself that it's like, hey, like you can do this because even though I'm a trainer, even though I have all of this knowledge, like leaning out and getting to very low levels of body fat percentage has always been a struggle for me. I've always identified with that being hard for me. This time around, I didn't. This time around, I easily went through my prep and I'm not bullshitting you guys. I truly felt like it was very easy. And we always are like attaching like, oh, this is so hard or oh, this is a struggle for me. But I challenge you guys to let go of that because just because it was hard in the past doesn't mean it'll be hard in the future. And just because something is hard for you doesn't mean that it is going to be forever. I saw myself in a lot of different lights during this prep and and I truly never thought that I would be a person who leaned out easily. And the last six weeks of my prep, the fat fell off me. Like I just kept dropping weight and dropping weight and dropping weight. And yes, of course I was putting in work and I was working hard. I'm not going to say like, oh, I, it was like, it was not no effort. Like there was a lot of effort, but I challenge you to step away from the identity that you attach yourself to. And what is even, even more enlightening to me is despite having challenges during my reverse diet and, and still sticking to my reverse diet very, very well. Actually, I only just had my first treat meal 10-ish days ago, two weeks ago or so. Because again, I, I don't like doing treat meals. That's just my personal preference. I'm not against them at all. Most of my clients do them. I think they are healthy. I just, I just don't like doing treat meals. That's just my personal preference. I did do a treat meal for the first time since Christmas dinner in 2022. So it's been like, like I don't know how many months, a lot of months <laughs> since I did one. I did one in Banff the weekend I got engaged and that was excellent. And then I actually did one a couple of days ago as well. I like to keep my treat meals clean though. Like a treat meal for me was literally steak <laughs> and like, what else do I have? I can't even, it's and fruit. <laughs> and then my, my last treat meal was like nachos without cheese because I've, I've actually cut dairy out of my diet for the last like eight months, which again, I'll go into that in another episode, but like best decision I've ever made, even though I love dairy, like it's, mm, it's delicious except for milk. That's gross. <laughs> my opinion only, I'm not, I'm just talking, but yeah, it's been like the best decision for me to cut out dairy completely. I truly don't feel like I'm in a place where I will bring dairy back into my diet ever. I don't like to ever say never, but I don't see it happening. But bringing it back to kind of my my point, when it comes to kind of like your identity and what you identify with and how that that belief can impact your behaviors, which in turn impacts who you are and, and what results you get, is during these seven weeks of my reverse diet, I have... Now, hear me out before you make a judgment. I have struggled to put weight back on. Now, that to me is mind-blowing because never in my life have I ever struggled to put weight on. Ever. Never, ever. (laughs) Like It's never happened to me before. I've always been that person who can gain weight very quickly, whether it's fat or even muscle, arguably so. Yes, muscle is definitely more challenging to build (laughs) than, than losing fat is. But I've never been like a hard gainer where it's like, oh, I can't build muscle. It's like, yeah, I just got to put in the reps and put in the work and, and the results show. But post-show, I've only gained... Well, I was up to gaining seven pounds and now I'm losing weight again. 
And like that to me was mind blowing when it came to my identity because that's just was never who I was. I was never a person who struggled to put on weight. I didn't think that would be someone I could even be, right? So even though this episode is a little update about my life and my diet and how it's going, like I want you guys to take away something bigger than that. And it's that you can change who you are. You can change what you identify with. And in doing so, you're going to change the trajectory of, of your life. You are, you, what you believe about yourself isn't necessarily true. In fact, it's probably very untrue. You're just attached to it. So that, that, could, might, that might even be triggering for you. But again, I challenge you to really, really reflect on that. What would your life look like if it were easy? Think about that and meditate on that for a week and let me know. So in, in saying that and in kind of the, I guess by, by taking away what I can from those lessons, how I am going forward in my life has shifted. Now, this has also been a shift that I've slowly been working on the last few months. But kind of since my prep, I've really leaned into it. And again, it all comes down to identity. And I actually did an episode with Britt. You guys can scroll back and find it. It's called like Masculine and Feminine Energy in Fitness. And me and Brittany talk a lot about the different energies and how I'm typically more masculine. She's kind of more of the feminine energy. And I've really been allowing myself to embrace the feminine energy. Okay, now feminine and masculine energy has nothing to do with male, female, man, woman, anything like that at all. You can have a typical manly man who exhibits a lot of feminine energy and vice versa. So I've always been, again, you can hear that like weird identity, like limiting belief there. I've always been, you can hear me like identifying right now. I've always been <laughs> someone who is very masculine and I'm very much attached to that. And lately I've been focusing on letting that go and asking myself and picturing my life if I weren't that way because I don't actually want to be that way. I've, I've used it as a defense mechanism. I've attached to it because it, a lot of it has allowed me to be very successful. But I think I'm at a point in my life where being that way has actually bottlenecked me because that is the complete lens that I'm looking at my life through. I'm looking at my life, my business, my clients, my family through a lens of masculine energy. And I think there are a lot of things that I am missing by not shifting that lens a little bit towards the feminine side. If you completely don't know, like masculine energy is very much rigid. It's very structured. It's very linear, very much based on the outcome, very outcome-driven, very goal-oriented, not so much emotion, not so much intuition, just very like cut and dry. This is the way things are. Like, let's go. <laughs> Whereas feminine energy, again, it is more of that like intuitive energy. It's more being in that flow state. And if you are one of my clients at Cut and Conquer, you may have even like felt that shift. I haven't actually talked about this to my clients much, but you might have felt that shift in the community just in the way that I'm I'm speaking and portraying messages because I am I'm very much starting to try to lean into and embrace that, right? As opposed to kind of that strong, independent, masculine vibe that I usually have. 
I'm I'm very much trying to lean into my feelings, which like sounds crazy for me to say, right? But I'm like, hey, like I think there's this part of me and I think there's this part of life that I am overlooking and that I'm not seeing and that is actually limiting my growth. So a few shifts I made is just really an emphasis on like valuing my time, valuing and leaning into my my creativity and especially post show like allowing my mind to have space to create and to like tap into what I love and what I love doing and find that again. Because of course, I know there's things I like. I know there's activities I like and things I like doing. But like just trying to find who I am like almost energetically because I'm definitely not who I was five years ago, right? So I need to figure out who am I today and like what does the next step look like for me and for the person that I'm working to become. Because another theme we've been talking a lot about at Cut and Conquer and what I've been talking to my clients a lot about is just this ability to make decisions based on the future you and not based on who you are right now. Because if you make your decisions and base your behaviors off who you are right now, you're going to keep living the same shit on repeat. You're going to keep doing the same things because you think about it, all of the actions that you did last year, they created where you are this year. So right now, if you do the same actions, you're going to create the same thing. And next year, you're going to be in the same place, right? So we have to make the decisions today based on who we plan on being in the next year or the next two years. And now that can be really scary for some people. But if that scares you, again, we got to kind of look at the paradox. And it's like, well, the alternative might not be scary right now, but it's going to be scary in a year when you are still stuck in the same place that you are in today. And like when when I was in, I would guess, I would say my most masculine like stage where I was like super laser focused, like don't care what anyone says, like don't want to hear about anyone's feelings, don't want to even talk about my own feelings. I just need to like get the work done no matter what aspect of life we're talking about. If if you if I would have even heard myself talking right now, I'd be like, who is that person? Like, what what is happening? Um, and I very much fought against my femininity due to so many reasons. A lot of them being to do with body image. I just felt a lot of shame, truly, around being in that feminine energetic state, around like letting people know how I was feeling and empathizing and leaning into certain feelings and intuitions. And even bigger, like the biggest fear was not attaching my worth to achievement. I always felt like I was defined by what I could achieve. And the more I could achieve, the better I was doing. But I don't think that that is necessarily the case. And I'm still like, I'm like, "Hmm, is it though? Is it though? Because I still attach to that and I, I can feel it and I have that awareness now. But I think that in attaching my worth to my achievements, I am limiting my growth as a person. So I'm also kind of working on like, like I said, like who else am I without these achievements and these things that I've worked so hard for? Because hard work doesn't necessarily correlate to to happiness, right? And then there's kind of that whole dynamic of, okay, well, what is my subconscious mind fighting me on? Because like we talked about, your brain doesn't want to keep you happy. Your brain wants to keep you safe. So there's a lot of subconscious reprogramming that I'm really trying to work on. If you're a client, there's a few of you guys who we are also working on that with. And it's a journey. It's a journey on its own. So if you guys are interested in that, I can definitely dive into it more. I can definitely do an update on a few months as to where I'm at with that. But 
what I was going to say too was if you would have, if the masculine, most masculine version of Christina would have heard me talking right now, I would have been like terrified. Like I would have been so afraid of who I am right now. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's not. I don't know. But it's funny because even if I listen back to my podcasts like uh, like a year and a half ago, I can feel a massive shift between like who I was and who I am. And it's it's cute. It's interesting because I was talking to Brendan about this. And I'm like, an interesting thing is that like, I love who I was then. Like, yes, I was a little more regimented. <laughs> but like being that person has allowed me to start to become this person. And I have to love that person for what they were able to do and how they shaped me into who I'm continuing to become. And like, it's crazy because the masculine version of me like wouldn't have even said that. I'd be like, no, fuck that. Like, let's just work. (laughs) So I will will wrap it up there. But essentially, I challenge you guys to really question like what you're attaching your identity to. I challenge you guys to open your mind to the infinite possibilities of who you could become and really look at your, your life and the challenges that you face and kind of question like, what would this life look like? And what would I look like? And I don't just mean physically, like what would my life be like if these struggles became easy for me? Because it is possible. And what are you limiting within yourself by being the way that you are right now? Okay. So those are your considerations. If you have any questions, you can definitely send me a message on Instagram at Nafina. And if you like this episode, if you got value, I know it wasn't a super value pack. Here's three tips episode. But sometimes I know a lot of you guys message me and just say like, I really appreciate you sharing about your journey. And I know some people like the the personal episodes as well. So I appreciate all of you who tuned in. If you got value, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 